2: Family Feast is something we talk about in the running back room. Um, You know, you might get your three-yard games, four-yard games, but eventually, you know, one's going to
3: burst. So just taking those three yards, taking what they give you, um, and then, you know, making them pay when they misfit or something like that.
1: Casey was smiling at me. He's like, I don't think you're going to get this one either. Oh, that'd be Khalil Herbert.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Running back. Casey's fantasy team. Hey. Okay, go, and hey. go,
3: fantasy go ahead. Go ahead. Vita, Vita Bay on next, and see what he says about the run game for Chicago. You know, I get
0: a highlighted... I l- eat that for breakfast. I get a highlighted say. list of sound every day, yeah. like from around the NFL. Yeah. Vita Vey is not on it. Doesn't Khalil it, Herbert? Hey, is. don't worry. So.
3: He's going to let his play to the talking. Don't worry about Vita, <laughs> Vita, 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 Vita is, Bay. You know Vita Bay is, Brent? I do. Is, I
1: mean,
0: man, you know he's the future, right? Yes. Of a nose tackle. Well, If he's the future, then he can't be right now. Oh, he's both. That's not how that works. I
1: look, Casey. Now he's going to get the sound sheet. Yeah. Each day Like who's on the sound yeah. for, And it's only going to be People Cleo from his fantasy team <laughs> <laughs> That's
3: it Pretty much That's a pretty good flex actually the, Well the fact that I have a, a guy by the name of Cleo Herbert Now living rent free In my head a little bit And I'm going to
0: have to like Watch <laughs> oh, the yeah. Bears game now Brett you missed it When you were gone Right after you walked out After the last break He said hey were you really Picking up people on the waiver wire <laughs> That was
3: That was told to you in confidence Casey It's out there That was
0: told to you in it confidence
3: It is now out there You know it's amazing You think you know somebody Yeah. You know. Hey,
1: so overall, overall would you say the jags pretty healthy or are they you're looking around the league and the league is banged up but yeah jags did lose dj chark big deal travis Etienne. big deal they're on their third guard now mm-hmm. uh, miles jack missed the game Brandon lender brain lender uh, yeah i was out for a bit is that i mean is that the nfl or do yeah. you feel like the jags are better off than other teams or kind of just in the same boat uh, man, that's a great to question. Zach play a Zac Brown Band new song off his album? Yeah. Same boat that would be.
3: How was <laughs> oh, it? Good? The album was good? New album I like. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. Um, I think in the grand scheme of things, Brent, you know, I think it's their status quo it's run of the mill yeah. now losing I feel a, that way but losing a first round pick like that's always the, the that's heartbreaker, true i, I don't right? know how many have done that yeah now maybe a few games into the season but not in not camp. in camp yeah um i think we have that with dante Fowler as well Well so we they've they yeah. had a couple times yeah the jaguars did so um i think overall in terms of the, the the number of injuries it's status quo obviously the the high profile ones is a little more rare but just lo- look around the league and see the injuries and Every team's going through it. It's part of the game. Yeah, I think I saw Peter King does a thing, uh, I believe, like the
1: all-pro injury list or something to that effect, Mm -hmm. like each week. And if you look at the guys that are on that list, it's like, holy cow, you could seriously, well, make an all-pro team out of it. I mean, it's a really good list. Um, And so guys get hurt. It's the nature of the business. Uh, Dr. Ross Osborne, he's in that business, Center for Health and Sports Medicine. He joins us uh, here on Action Sports Chats on ESPN 690. Healing yourself. I hope you're feeling well and doing well. Doc, appreciate you joining us.
4: Hey, hey, I am. Yeah, I'm off. Uh, sort of off the DL, so yeah, I can kind of <laughs> surprise what you the, guys are going through. But uh, yeah, it's uh, man. Uh, you know, I got got my own guys, obviously college and pro that I follow, and you're watching all the injuries rack up, and uh, can kind of change the course of a team pretty quickly. So,
1: absolutely, uh, Dr. Ross Osborne, Center for Health and Sports Medicine. Read all about uh, uh, the Center for Health and Sports Medicine at Jack's Family Sports med.com. We had a couple of significant looking injuries in the NFL over the weekend. Those scary kind of injuries, doc that you get, um, you know, the stretcher comes out everybody's really like, Oh my goodness. uh, We know this can happen. We hate to see it. It happened on back-to-back days uh, in the NFL in primetime games. Uh, You know, the Seattle player might play this week. I don't know the latest on him now, but there was some talk earlier this week that he might play how much now is is that precautionary of just making just double checking from neck injury standpoint to make sure everything is stable and how much uh of in the game of football exactly might be stingers versus like a real significant injury
4: yeah you know i mean a lot of times you're making you know decisions out there on the field and you walk out on the field and you're looking at these guys and you're always gonna err on the side of caution, but especially with certain injuries, uh, especially when it comes to head and neck, because if you, if you guess wrong on the wrong side of it, you can get them in trouble real, real quick. So we, um, you know, you go out and, and, you know, gosh, I've probably seen a hundred stingers in my life, uh, but every time you go out, you are wondering, especially if the guy's not getting up, you know, is this a is this a neck thing? Um, and if it is, you're gonna err on the side of caution, put him on a backboard and, and put him on a stretcher, uh, to keep them safe before you can get a real good thorough evaluation of it. And, uh, you're just not going to mess around with it, you know? So, I mean, every injury's kind of got its grade. You can ankle sprains or, you know, no doubt they can be bad and they can linger and they can cause problems. But usually on the back end of those, you can fix those and you'll get people back. Uh, but if you screw up a neck or a head injury, you may end somebody's career or worse. And so we're always a lot more cautious with those, um, and I think because of, of you know, what we've learned in the past and how we uh, both uh, from a standpoint of, hey, we didn't recognize it and concussions are now a major issue, and then now knowing what we know, you're going to see a lot of people go much earlier than maybe what we used to to boarding them and, and getting them on a stretcher and then wheel them off the field. So not
3: surprising I don't think Doc, concussions obviously are still a, a big part of the game um, as they probably always will be we had a, a conversation about Daniel Jones earlier this week in terms of yes he passed the protocols with the, with the third party and everything but was it right for him to be out there because well he didn't look like himself and especially as the game went on like he just you know he didn't look like the Daniel Jones that we're accustomed to seeing in terms of you know passing the concussion test and I had to do that myself and everything I mean just how much are you still at risk? once you pass the protocol of having after effects and maybe for a head coach to go, Hey, this guy still, isn't ready to play.
4: Yeah. You know, I, um, it, it's tough. So we've got studies out there for instance, that show that people, uh, that have a concussion have a much higher rate of a major musculoskeletal injury. So take an ACL, for instance, if you had a concussion week one, for the rest of the season, you have a much higher chance of having ACL injury throughout the course of the year versus somebody who did not have a concussion. So it, it extends even beyond the concussion part really? of it. Wow. Yeah. And so, you know, and, and now that we're learning more about concussions, I mean, you lose some of your neural control mechanisms. And of course, especially in the NFL where your margin of error is super, super small. And you're talking about these guys can turn and cut on a dime and then, and then just turn it up field. It doesn't take much to where that knee has to, you know, take a little extra pressure, and if your brain's not working right to control those kind of finely tuned mechanisms, it's not surprising that now we're learning it may have a higher rate of injury, and then with the concussions themselves, it is a little bit surprising. I mean, just kind of knowing what I know, and and I um, I don't deal with NFL players from a standpoint of concussion, but certainly within our medical groups, you know, when we meet at annual meetings, we get to dialogue with the people who do and, and then specifically in our group, there's three or four people that sit on the NFL co- concussion committee and, and so you talk to them and then you see somebody return after six days and you just kind of wonder if they really had a concussion, then knowing what we know, they really probably shouldn't be out there six days later. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, the NFL is a, d- a little different animal than college and college is a little different animal than, than high school. Um, so, you know, they, the, concussions are are, are somewhat the same but as we get older we we recover a little bit faster we probably um you know have some adaptive mechanisms to not get hurt otherwise etc but uh yeah i always do kind of wonder a little bit when a guy has a concussion in the nfl on sunday and he goes to protocol and he's playing the next week um it it makes you question a little bit
1: yeah and that's what we talk about too doc we like we say from an optic standpoint was that a good look like even Mm -hmm. if this this guy's off on a stretcher last Sunday night in prime time, and everybody's praying for him and hoping everything works out, and now he's going to be ready to play on Sunday. I just think from an optics standpoint, I wonder, is that a good look for the NFL, even if he is ready to play? Maybe it might be better to hold him out from an optics standpoint, but uh, you got to pass tests and all those things, and, and I guess if you pass, you're ready to go. They're not going to let a guy out there if he doesn't pass those tests, so I understand that part of it. Uh, Dr. Osborne with us from the Center for Health and Sports Medicine. I love what you give us educational stuff when, when we can learn so We both looked at each other when you said that about concussions and ACLs and they're like whoa Uh, I've done that before when I visited you at the Center for Health and Sports Medicine I thought you had this fascinating uh, statistic or at least factoid about like girls like high school players Uh, I think you related it to ACLs and hamstring injuries and how the numbers go up I don't know if you remember that conversation but uh, just even from a boys and girls high school level um, how mu- how important is the rest of the, the leg and the body, I guess, when it comes to ACLs, because that's a common injury at any level nowadays.
4: It is absolutely. And, and, you know, I get to connect you even here in Jacksonville, we've, uh, we've got one of the uh, professors at UNF that, uh, I mean, she's kind of dedicated to that field of study of, of ACL prevention and ACL injuries. And, you know, last God, even since I graduated fellowship 15 years ago, we have learned so much in the ways that we can look at the way somebody walks, just even stands with the way their knee angles are, um, watch them jump and land and see what their knee does. And then have that as a high predictor for, Hey, you're gonna, you're at a high risk to tear your ACL. And then on the flip side of that, of course we can train them, um, and greatly reduce that risk as well. Um, knowing what to look for ahead of time. Um, and, and there's a whole bunch of different risk factors, you know, so certainly, uh, girls uh, in certain regards have a higher risk factor than boys do, especially for non-contact ACL. Uh, you know, if you're playing a contact sport, then obviously you've got a higher risk for contact ACL injuries. Um, but yeah, you know, we see uh, a female basketball player and we can watch the way she walks and there's certain ones you just look at them ahead of time and you say, man, she needs an ACL prevention program or she is going to, by the end she's done with her high school career, she's probably going to tear an ACL. Um, and obviously, especially for high school kids, that's a fairly traumatic thing. And, and especially if you have somebody that potentially may go play college, tear an ACL, it may, it may hold them out of that. So, yeah, definitely, we, we definitely have learned a lot. So, obviously, have a lot, lot to go to learn more. But um, I think our, our knowledge base for that particular injury has gotten good enough that we can kind of recognize and pre-treat these people, um, both guys and girls, to keep them from injuring it uh, with a you know, pretty good degree yeah let's
1: wrap up with this dr ross osborne here at action sports jackson espn 690 and and this feeds right into what you were just talking about center for health and sports medicine isn't necessarily hey i got hurt uh let's go rehab although you have that um but a lot of injury prevention knowledge education science behind it tell us a little bit more about what you guys do because it's again it's not just hey get hurt go see dr osborne uh you can do a lot of preventative things can't you
4: yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the probably the unique thing about our office is we we do it from start to finish. So we have sports medicine docs that can diagnose you. Uh, we do in house therapy so we can treat you, and then we have a facility right on site where we can train. and And it's a collaborative effort between our trainers, our exercise physiologists, and our docs to work with our athletes through the full spectrum. So even if you're not hurt, we can work with you on you know, skills and athletic development, strength and speed and all that other stuff. But through the course of working with you on that, if you get hurt, we can slide you right over, diagnose you, turn that over into rehab, and the whole time integrate that into the athletic programs we're doing so that, you know, we can keep people constantly focused on improvement. Um, And and so it's kind of fun. You know, we get the global kind of thing. We also talk to them about nutrition and, uh, you know, hey, managing stress, using your head to get better when your legs can't do it yourself and so it's a it's kind of a fun comprehensive way we approach it where we really have kind of a full spectrum for athletes
1: and nine zero four two four zero zero four four two, or go visit jacksfamilysportsmed.com for the center for health and sports medicine dr osborne uh i lied to you i'm gonna keep you for one more second uh we got a, yeah. a comment on youtube said turf contributes to more injuries than natural grass that's a question uh, i think this has been a, a, a question for a long time uh, what do you see what does science tell you what's the latest and greatest on turf versus uh, grass because so many schools even at the high school level now go to the artificial turf because it's easier to maintain and over the long run maybe even cheaper even though there's a lot of initial cost to it
4: yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, and and, tr- and and the tradition in the past has been more, you know, the astroturf, and that, without a doubt, uh, was a, was provoked more injuries than than running on natural grass. Yeah, that and was And as the turfs <laughs> have evolved, where you know they really sometimes you have a hard time telling if they're natural grass or not. We're seeing those those types of rates come down, but I think they're probably still um, still a little bit higher risk there for even the, the quote unquote the fake turf that looks like grass.
1: Yeah, uh, the Astrodome, remember that? That was like cement, I think.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, that's one of those. Did we, did, who the heck thought of that, and why was that ever a good idea?
1: Yeah, sure. now as long as you can stand the pellets in your shoes, the artificial turf doesn't seem so bad. Uh, but, that's right. Hey, Dr. Osborne, have a great weekend. We appreciate all the knowledge. Thanks for jumping in with us here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690.
4: Hey, absolutely. You guys have a great weekend
1: as well. All right. Uh, that's Dr. Ross Osborne, Center for Health and Sports Medicine, 904-240-0442. They really have some cool programs. I've been over there, visited uh, really good stuff from from A to Z. Uh, and the, this, I, <laughs> that fact, I've been covering yeah, concussions for a long time. I did not realize I didn't that. I not know that either. It's, it's, it's amazing just how the science is Makes changing sense. all the time. But, it does make sense. Mm-hmm. But it, both were like, did he just misspeak? Yeah. But no, he didn't. And, and boy, if you missed it in the last few minutes, basically was saying how concussions can make you at a higher risk for injuries like an ACL. Correct. Uh, which you never even really, we're just thinking about the brain, the brain, the brain, mm-hmm. which most important, of course, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, pretty wild uh, in that regard. So we're talking about the Jags coming out of it. Let's stay on injuries for a second. It looks like Miles Jack will be back soon, uh, should be back, could be back. Uh, Tyson Campbell uh, should be back. The, the toe, <laughs> It was a toe. I think it's still a toe. The toe can be a pain in the butt. It's such a weird thing, right? Yeah. Sometimes the weirdest of injuries in a violent sport shelf you for, it's got to be the most frustrating thing. Absolutely. Right? Those yeah. soft tissue issues uh, for people that have like a calf strain. Mm-hmm. Uh, but th- maybe the biggest one is this turf toe that can keep yeah. people out for a long time. And Tyson Campbell, you don't want him back in the, if he's he- until he's healthy. I want to see him back because you know what? My eyes are willing to put up with some mistakes as long as I think there's a a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And that's what it's all about. And I really want him and Cisco to kind of get in there and, fine, make some mistakes. We'll we'll reap the benefits of it maybe later this year or next year. And so hopefully Campbell will be healthy coming
3: out too. Uh, You're absolutely right because, you know, when you draft a guy that high, and I'm talking about Cisco as well, but definitely Tyson Campbell there's expectations to come in and have to play you know i mean simple as that and when you trade away cj henderson well then the writing's on the wall you got to be the guy going forward now injuries happen you're going to have some setbacks and everything but i agree with you once he comes back you know from that toe injury I want to see if there's going to be improvement. You know, I want to see when we're sitting here four or five months from now, we're talking about, okay, do the Jaguars need to address the cornerback position or are we good with Shaq Griffin and Tyson Campbell now in some depth uh, as well? Hey, uh, while we're uh, – we've got Marcel Robinson hanging around in here.
1: Bring him in, baby. Bring him in on the mic because uh, we've been waiting all week to get to this topic. Kyrie Irving. Will he play? Won't he play? Will he get traded? Won't he get traded? I mean, obviously, he's. if you're not familiar with the story, he's unvaccinated, and it's a lot like the Washington State football coach story where that guy got fired Mm -hmm. because it was a state employee mandate to get vaccinated, and he basically stood on the principle of not getting vaccinated and lost millions of dollars by doing so, and I think he might even be suing now. Uh, Kyrie Irving... I think he's got plenty of millions of dollars so money might not be as big of an issue for him yeah. <laughs> uh but he obviously is is i'm a big believer in principle but somewhere along the way does principle get muddied with stubbornness or stupidity you know yeah when you're talking about There'd be a lot of things I would do to my body or anything else, by the way, for the kind of money that Kyrie Irving is making.
3: (laughs) No, for sure. Well, and he's, you know, he's kind of taking the whole Cole Beasley approach where it's not about not getting vaccinated or not getting vaccinated. It's the choice to, it's having the freedom to. And that's where he disagrees, and that's why he's not going about it right now.
2: Man, Kyrie Irving is a different cat, man. He's, uh, I would say that he's probably one of the few players in the NBA where I think he, as far as standing your ground, I think he might ride this one out. Um, and it's a tough situation because if you're the Nets, you're like, well, he's part of our like he's been part of our future plan. Like he he's going he needs to be here. Um, so you you can't really trade him, but you also can't let a guy sit on the bench that you're paying this amount of money for. Um, so it's kind of a stalemate.
1: But Kyrie Irving is an interesting you know this this deal in general. But his whole career has turned interesting. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, like, he he went from this bona fide... I'm telling you, man, when he was playing with LeBron in Cleveland, I was like, that guy driving to the... Again, casual NBA fan. That guy driving to the basket and finishing, and and what he was was incredible. Like, Mm -hmm. this guy was a superstar, and he's getting paid like a superstar, but he really hasn't delivered as a superstar now in recent years. He, He thought he could do it himself. He really couldn't. He went to Boston and proved that he couldn't do it himself. Uh, now the whole Nets thing and the Boston thing and from the Cleveland thing, and it's really turned into a bizarre legacy-damaging few years, in my opinion, for Kyrie Irving.
3: Yeah, you know, he's he's always been kind of the, the outside-the-box thinker um, and more than an NBA player. And, and, you know, let's be honest, we we celebrate those types of guys because True. life is more than professional sports. So, like, I respect Kyrie, even if I don't agree with some of his things, but whether it's flat-earth, other things like that, but I, but I respect the fact that he, you know, he President has a sage. Yeah, this is the sage. Well, the sage thing was great. I actually had some sage in here one time because they're evil spirits with Brent and his fantasy football team was trash last year. So I actually did that myself. That's my fantasy football. Team. Well, I mean, last year it wasn't that good, was it? No. Okay. Well, then there you go. You're welcome. See, the sage helped. But uh, I think with with Kyrie here, you know, it comes down to do you want to play basketball or not? Yeah. And you know, when we talk about your legacy, and when we talk about you know. Are you going to be one of the greats? Like, I'll be honest, I think if we go back in time, I don't think MJ would have been doing this. I think MJ would have said, I have to get a shot to play basketball, then so be it. I think LeBron James, like, I have to get, you know, I mean, I think he got vaccinated, correct? Yeah. Because I want to play basketball. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. Like, it's fine. If if you have a differing view than everybody else and you want to stick by that, then so be it. But you have to remember, like,
2: this is a legacy as well. And this is your teammates depending on you as well. I think also one of the bigger things about this whole situation is that Kyrie's the kind of guy where because of how everything happened with him and LeBron and Cleveland and everything, he's basically been attacked you know, since that moment everywhere that he's been. Now, Obviously uh, with Boston and even with some of the things going on with the Nets, and this is kind of another one of those situations where it seems like everyone's saying, hey, look, Kyrie, like, everybody's doing it, so mm-hmm. you got to do it. Like We've told him that if he doesn't get this, he can't play And he says that he wants to play basketball. So if he wants to play basketball, he'll do it. And it's been kind of framed that way. So I think for a guy like him, which, again, a different way of thinking – the feeling that he's attacked in that way, I feel like that's one of the reasons why he'll stand his ground.
1: Yeah, and again, I mean, you can stand your ground when you made plenty of money. True. You know, you don't need it in the bank account. It's it's weird to say you don't need thirty million dollars or whatever, but he really doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said this. He said, "You really think I want to lose money? You think I really want to give up on my dream to go after a championship? Think I really just want to give up my job? Think I really just want to sit at home and not go after the things with my teammates that I've been able to grow with, to learn with, to learn that takes sacrifices in this space? You think I want to give up my livelihood because of a mandate? Because I don't have accommodations? Because I'm under vaccinated come on so it shows that it's not that he has lost his passion to play uh which some have questioned over the years right whether he really wants to play or not mm-hmm. uh but this is more just on this principle and like you said i mean i respect people for principle uh, i just i sometimes it's it feels like principle versus a battle you really can't win like are you going to win this you're really on not an island, but you're really in. He's on an island. Well, it's mm-hmm. in the island in the he's NBA. In <laughs> yeah. There might be more people that agree with him, but just won't follow his action, though. Is my point?
2: Yeah, because most oh. because they can't. I mean, yeah. it's one of the things. Like Ky- Kyrie's in a position to where he can take this stance, but what are these, about these guys? You know, the eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh guy on the yeah. bench? They don't have that you know luxury to be able to do that because they're basically playing for their livelihood. Yeah. Um. I mean, Ky- Kyrie's just lucky he's in a position where he can be Kyrie Irving versus the state of New York, but you know. Six men can't do that. Yeah.
1: Uh, by the way, it'll be part of the history books written on the pandemic. Some of these kind of stories. Washington State coach. Yeah. Right? This, this, just the ro- the laws that went in place that created this kind of situation. Now, whether you agree or not, just part of the history books. Yeah. I can't wait to see how it plays
3: out. You're holding the whole city hostage. We'll see what happens with that, man. Yeah. And you know the organization. Saying? Yeah. Right? An organization that yeah. brought everything in there to win right. and win big. Win, win now. And win now. It's a good
1: point. It's more so Robinson, everybody. You know what I feel like when when Marcel Robinson talked a moment ago? I want you to go play a Rashad. He sounded like a Rashad's voice there. Okay. As he started the segment, can I, I can you I get Mod Rashad's paycheck. Yeah, <laughs> it's a compliment. He's dude. probably playing golf with Michael Jordan. Hey, we'll I, can be can back. actually. sports next on ESPN 690. Bro.
3: I think it goes back to the coaches putting me in a, in a position to have success uh, throughout the week or every single week, them challenging me mentally to be able to have all these different versions of, of routes and having an upper hand on at least uh, making the defense have to think about that, right? Um, then it comes down to me actually executing and, and putting them in a reactionary position. But I think just over the course of my career, just getting confident, uh, seeing certain types of defenses.
1: Who is that from uh, Casey's fantasy team?
0: <laughs> that would be the guy that practiced in full today, Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Very good.
1: Yeah. By the way, the, the, how's Kelsey doing
0: this year? What's his... Goat.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, is he Best tight end. Best tight yeah. end in the league. Yeah.
1: Okay. No question. Yeah. Who's
0: well, your tight kid, end? Because Kittle's nowhere to be found. Do I know? Who's your tight end? Yeah, Kittle's nowhere to be found. I actually have him on the IR. No, you don't. You sure as heck don't have him on the IR, because we don't have an IR spot. Well,
1: I mean, I have him on my bench. That's where my IR sits. I have Darren Waller, by the way.
0: Oh, so, How's like he doing? a distant second from Travis Kelly. He was awesome yeah, the first couple of weeks, yeah, but, but, but Waller's been he's just fine. okay
3: lately, right? I mean, coaches, you know, sending emails. He's, he's going through a lot right now, and then, yeah, so that's okay. a good point. Yeah. He's got a special oh. teams coach picking his way. Yeah. you got special teams coaches making the calls. Like, I'm not, hey, I'm not worried about Darren Waller I just wonder, right like, joku has been good for Cleveland.
1: Hooper, we talked about yesterday, is not. Yeah, John New Smith's been okay. Hunter Henry's coming on strong. I'm just. Gronk,
0: Gronk Gronk Gronk's been well. He was great. Was great great
1: start. Mm -hmm. But so between injuries and I mean, is this a down year overall for some of the top flight tight ends? Uh, And, again, some of that might be injury-based. Kittle's been out, and
0: and Gronk's out now. In daily fantasy, you don't have a ton of options, to answer your question. There's, like, the same—Hawkinson was good at the start. He's He's been down a little bit. Yeah, there's not a lot of options in the daily world if you don't want to pay for Waller or Kelsey.
3: Yeah, and, like, no fan is just kind of okay. I'll
0: tell you who's coming on, though, if you're, you know, a tight end guru, and that's Cole Komet. Justin Fields likes throwing him the ball. Mm. Cheap and daily, by the way, as well this week. So.
3: Oh, you know who else is playing a good uh, Dawson Knox before we got hurt. Oh, oh yeah, Dawson very Knox good. is
0: the man. probably the very
3: good. I think he's got five touchdowns this year. That, that, I tell you, the tight end position is so bizarre. Because yeah. if
1: you looked at, like, what he did in college and stuff, what did they say? He was on the Ole Miss team with D.K. Metcalf. Correct. And uh, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown. Yeah. Team? I don't think he ever caught a touchdown. How yeah. did they
0: not score <laughs> points? It's <That's>
3: insane. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, uh, we, we got to mention Mark Andrews as well is doing Aye. all right. Okay, yeah, that's a good Dalton point. Schultz for Dallas is doing okay. You
1: know, I read something about uh, coming out of Atlanta
3: with uh, with
1: uh, Kyle Pitts that Hayden Hurst would be potentially a, a move piece for Atlanta. Hmm. Should the Jags look at finally trying to get Hayden Hurst after all these years? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's some people that think he's capable of being a number one tight end. If you threw Hayden Hurst with Dan Arnold, and, and you got Manhurts, and you got everybody else. Jacob Hollister. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'd, I'd rather have we, Hayden we, Hurst than run, Jacob Hollister. But are we going to run
3: goal line the whole time? How many tight ends do you want? All of them. Well, I mean, Baltimore's been pretty good at it. Yeah, but are we Baltimore? I'm just saying. I mean
1: okay. oh, it, Listen. We've gone from not having a tight end for uh, forever. No, I hear you. I wouldn't mind having 15
3: of them, To quite frankly. I mean, i give up kickers to have tight ends. Sure, (laughs) I got you. Um, If you can find a way to get them all in the field, depending on what you have to give up for Hayden Hurst, then sure, why not? Uh, But, yeah,
0: Hayden Hurst was good last year yeah yeah he's a quality he's a, player yeah, he's a yeah.
1: quality
3: player. Brandon Ponzo joins us from jackscoastalhomes.com.
1: He's like, are you oh, guys going to bring me in now? or what? I mean, what the hell he's See like, you guys later Why did I call in if you're just going to sit there and talk? So I'll bring you into the conversation, cool. uh, Brandon Ponzo. and I have this question before we actually get to the picks, and then we'll roll off the picks in a hurry because it's 0 and 6 for Austin Lane is what I heard. Uh, but that's correct. Yeah. Jarvis Landry and Odo Beckham Jr. to me are about as average as the day is long. especially Odo Beckham. Is that their fault? Is it Baker Mayfield's fault? Is it Stefanski's fault because they run the ball and, and that's what they try to do? Like, these guys were electric players, like big money players. And I just feel like they're, I can name 50 receivers better than both of these guys. Give me your thoughts, Brandon yeah, I, Ponsol.
5: I, I've, I've never seen a wide receiver fall off like OBJ has. Um, it's, it's partly the system in Cleveland. I mean, maybe you send OBJ out to play in LA with Stafford and Sean McVay, yeah, good and point. He could light it up again, but um, guy, he's got to produce. I mean, they they have a great offense, and Mayfield's not terrible. So I, I think it's the player more than the system.
1: Yeah, and by the way, this is an injury thing too. I mean, these guys have been banged up, so I understand that. But even still, like, I don't feel like I've heard some, from Odell Beckham Jr. In, like, a real way, Austin, since the one-handed catch in the sideline kicking the kicking net down or whatever. Yeah. Like, it, it feels like that. He used <clears> to be, like, an every week soap opera kind of player that everybody across the country was talking about for a variety of reasons. Yeah. And I feel like he's just, like, this forgotten piece.
3: So the progression of Odell Beckham Jr. has definitely been a, 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 a downside, if you will, because I remember when he first got to Cleveland, like, they were intrigued, and then they found ways to get him the ball whether it was, like, Jets, you know, like, screens yeah. and stuff. Like, I mean, they they, they went on their way yeah. to get Oda Beckham Jr. the ball, whether he's throwing, like, you know, um... Yeah, you know, he like, was throwing He passes. was throwing touchdowns and everything. Yeah. Right? And now it seems like they've gone more the traditional, well, hey, we have Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb winning their healthy, and we're going to run the football first, and then everything else is secondary with Jarvis Landry and Oda Beckham Jr. And you know what? They've won with that philosophy, but obviously they, they, they've taken a big hit now in the receiving game.
1: Yeah, I don't... It's weird. Two two weeks ago, heck, earlier this week, maybe it was, last week, I'm asking, like, should the Jags trade for Odell Beckham? Maybe do they give him a change of scenery and try to reinvigorate his career as a talented player? Mm -hmm. But now I'm just like, I watched him last night, and I know he's coming off that shoulder. I'm just like, yeah.
3: It's going to be Michael Thomas in
1: here. I don't think, I don't know if he's worth anything.
3: I could see Michael Thomas. Yeah,
1: maybe. All right, uh, let's go, Picks. Uh, What do we got, KC? This is your time to hammer Austin Lane, okay?
0: Well, yeah, I've been doing that all show, and it will continue. Austin Lane 0 6 (laughs) And what might be more depressing than 0-6, you're tied with Brett Martineau. Ooh.
3: That's not funny. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Sorry, I'm I'm eating just because I don't care anymore about about this segment. Throw in the towel, you quit. I'm not quitting. I'm still going to do it, but, yeah, whatever.
0: Well, if you're still going to do it, then why don't you start us off and tell us what's going to happen between Wisconsin minus 3.5 at Purdue plus 3.5, who's ranked, by the way. I checked it like four times to make sure I was right, and I am.
1: So oh, they're uh, looking like Purdue can't hit oh, the little bounce, I guess, is what they're saying.
0: Yep, I don't think so either. Wisconsin's defense is too great. Give me great? <laughs> <laughs> give me give me Bucky. Well, I mean, please don't gun. say great
1: in Wisconsin again Brent, the same sentence. You, really, seven. you relax. with that, Brent, I'm taking Bucky. I'm gonna take Purdue. Good. Uh and Ponzo, how about you? I'll take Purdue. I always love the three-and-a-half at home, so I'll go with Purdue. Yeah, that hook is nice, isn't it? Yeah, I'll take Purdue as well. Wisconsin's oh, not good. Oh, Here we go. A That's a game-picker-upper. Game-picker-upper,
0: baby. Jim Lennon, in that defense right to roll. Can't wait. <laughs> uh, Brent, we'll go to you. Clemson, plus three-and-a-half on the road at Pitt. Minus three-and-a-half.
1: Wow. Clemson has a dog. hmm
0: Are you kidding
1: me? No way. I'm taking Clemson. Uh, Brandon, what do you think? This, this
5: just isn't your... Uh Clemson's in the last four or five years. I know. not very good, and I don't see why they're going to all of a sudden be good. They just are anemic on offense, and Pitt's the best team in the ACC, so give me Pitt.
1: Yeah, Pickett's been very good for them. I'm taking Pitt at home. Come on, take Pitt. I'm going to. Yes! Yes!
3: I got Clemson! I got Dabble! I got DJ. All right. And I got Game Picker Upper. Brent, just because the guy's in a, a Nissan commercial doesn't mean he's the real deal. <laughs> yes,
0: Brent so only likes quarterbacks named DJ. Daniel Jones and DJ. <laughs> it's a good patience. Uh, good observation. Shout out to DJ Moore from Bowls. <laughs> also true. <laughs> Who's on the Blitz QB high five tonight. He is. There Very we good. Blitz uh, scoreboard, nine o'clock. Brandon, we'll go to you and the team that I think is the best team in the ACC. You obviously don't because you just said it was Pitt. And that's NC State minus three and a half at Miami, plus three and a half. Also, Brandon, no Auburn this week because of you. You said something last week. You're (laughs) sick of Auburn. No more Auburn.
5: (laughs) I I did get the win on them last week. You did. (laughs) Um, I think NC State has way more to play for. Um, They're playing for an ACC championship as well. So give me NC State and lay the three and a half. Uh,
3: What do you think, Austin? I think, you know, despite what's going on in Miami, lost their quarterback, but they're still trying to play hard for their head coach. And they're still giving effort, which I like to see. So I think at home, um, against all odds, they pull this game out. Wow. Is he trying to lose? I guess so. Uh, I'll take NC State. So will
1: I. Good game <laughs> picker like it. Let's go to the NFL.
0: Let's do that. Austin Lane, Chiefs minus 4.5 with a fully healthy Travis Kelsey. you also catch him in my <laughs> fantasy lineup as well. Um, and they will be at the Titans plus 4.5.
3: Oh, man. Titans are so freaking weird. Hate I hate the Titans. I know. hate them. You know what? I think they hate... <sighs> Love you, Derrick Henry, but I hate the Titans. I know. And, and especially against that Chiefs defense, could be a close game. It's f- So, Chiefs minus four and a half, you said? That's correct. <sighs> Too explosive. Give you Kansas City. Yeah, Kansas
1: City's always a good pick. Here's the thing about Kansas City. They'll, sooner or later, they got to start proving themselves. They did a little bit last week. They pulled away late. Mm. But I think they got... It's very few times in the last couple of years has... It felt like Kansas City needs to make a statement. Yeah. I feel like Kansas City n- needs to make a statement. I'll take Kansas City. Brandon?
5: I like I like the Titans catching the four and a half. Kansas City won't be able to stop Derrick Henry, so it's going to be a close game. Uh, High-scoring game, but I'll take the four and a half at home.
0: Casey? I'll take King Henry as well. Brent, uh, we'll start with you because we know where Austin Lane's going to go. That is hey. the Eagles plus three. At the Raiders, minus three. But, Brent, you will go first. Oh, well, yeah, you don't going
3: to go. But you know what he's doing, right? He's always going last on purpose because he wants to see how this whole thing plays out. Yeah, get that's the right. he I'm, needs to I'm on okay. Listen,
0: okay. He's, that's, he's having you know, a rough day. No, I go last because originally I wasn't supposed to be in this segment, and I just keep going last so Brent can't throw me out. And hey, that's a good talking. idea.
1: True. Uh, <laughs> that's a good idea. You're doing a hell of a job. Uh, Raiders, uh, I will take, by the way. If, I, they impressed me last week, Brandon, getting that win with all the stuff going on. Mm. I'll take the Raiders at home. I don't like, think the Eagles are very good.
5: Yeah, I like the Raiders, minus three. Uh, Still not sold on Jalen Hurts as an NFL quarterback. And uh, give me the Raiders at
1: home. That hurts you in the heart, doesn't it, Austin? That that statement hurts you in the heart. Ah. Whoa!
0: Someone doesn't play fantasy football. Give me the Eagles. (laughs) Casey. Somebody doesn't play it well. We just don't know who that is yet. I'll take the Raiders.
1: Wow, you got three game picker-uppers. I like it. Where else are we going?
0: Uh, The last place we're going, and we'll start with Brandon, is the Bengals, plus six and a half, in Baltimore, the Ravens minus six and a
5: half. Mm. Yeah, I think the Bengals are going to want to make a statement. They've got a lot of talent. Six and a half's a lot. I'll take the six and a half.
1: Oh, that's a tough call here. Uh, that's a really tough call. Like Baltimore's I, playing I, good, man. I kind of agree with you. I think like the Ravens feel like they're on a roll, but they've played so well the last couple of weeks. I wonder if they take a step back. And it's I love these games where teams have something to prove. I just can't ride with the Bengals. I, I can't trust them yet, also. I'm going to go with the Ravens. I can't trust them either. Give me the
3: Ravens, too. I'm with you, man.
1: Casey? Give me Joe Burrow. All right. Two, all two. Right. Uh two. Man, it's going to be an interesting week for us. Yeah, it's a, it's a wild week. By the way, uh, do we all have the Jags not to lose this week? Yes, we do. It's going to ride a two-weekend no winning headlines For uh, the wrong
3: reasons? Nope. We <laughs> oh, We're good? Not. Okay. <laughs> But yeah,
1: all money. stay hunkered down <laughs> yeah. at Jag's headquarters everybody. Okay? Yeah,
5: extra, extra 7 days without a loss. That's right. Yeah. We like
1: that. Hey, uh, Brandon Ponsel from jackscoastalshomes.com. I I feel like I ask you this every week, but I keep looking at the value of my home by going to com and I'm like, can you find me this small little something to to downsize into or whatever because I just want to sell my home but I don't want to buy one.
5: <laughs> me too. Me too. You need to buy more real estate, Brent, not sell to buy something else. You need to accumulate more real estate. So an investment property is what you should be looking to. All right. All right. I'll look a into it. A little rental in Jack's Beach is gold. So. All right.
1: I like. There you go. There's your advice of the week from uh, Brandon Ponsel. He knows what he's talking about. JacksCoastalHomes.com. I won't move into a tent yet. Uh, have a good weekend, man. Enjoy the game, fellas. Bye. All right. Uh, Gosh, the home values in Jacksonville just keep going up and up and up. I really feel like I'm just going, I want to just go buy an RV.
3: No, for sure. Just live in one. Spoiler alert, but like uh, new vehicle costs are pretty up there as well right now. Every
1: cost is up. Food's up. (laughs)
3: Food's up. (laughs) There are no
1: vehicles to buy. No, there really aren't. Yeah. It's it's a wild thing going on. It is, man. Uh, Hang on to your property. Hang on to your property. That's what Brandon Ponsel said. Get some more. Yep. Get some more. He's always, I tell you, he has not wavered. He's joined us for a couple years. He's always, he's bullish on the market mm-hmm. here. And he's right. You start reading all these publications, um, it doesn't look like it's dying down anytime soon. No. Everybody's not always at all. like, well, it's not going to stay like this. It's not going to stay like well, this. Well, when is That was like five years ago that we were talking about that. It feels like it, right? <laughs> yeah. It feels like it. So, yeah. um, hey, so look, the for us for Bitcoin advice, was go like to jackscoastalhomes.com. Bitcoin is kind of like that. Well, maybe Ethereum's more like that. <laughs> <laughs> Ride the wave, but at the end of the day, the wave is always going yeah, up. Yeah, and then there's sharks in the water we're getting <laughs> hit, so who knows? Uh, we'll be back. Action Sports Shack. We'll talk sports. Just take our sports advice. Well,
3: you might yeah. not want to take... Ac- oh, six- don't take mine right now. Advice. Man. He was
1: like Yeah. Yeah. What the heck? We'll just have some fun when we come back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Welcome back Action Sports Jackson, on ESPN 690. Brett Morton to Austin Lane. Casey here on a Friday. We're riding a, uh, well, it's not a win streak, but a win here in Jacksonville. No. And uh, it's it been going, a good man. week. It's been a really good week in Jacksonville. Yes, I mean, you got weather the wind, good. The weather has been terrific. Mm-hmm. Uh, a
3: little, little too toasty on the afternoon. Still keeping up a little more than I, I want know. to see it right but now. But overall, pretty nice. Overall, not bad. You know,
1: yeah. uh, you, can, you can get away with. Jeans or even a sweatshirt, if you want. Uh, yeah. Later at night, that's yeah. good weather. That's, that's good great weather. Yep. And uh, so, hopefully, everybody has a good weekend ahead. Uh, DeWan Smoot had a fantastic weekend. We had that story. Uh, so, been a lot of cool things uh, going on here in Jacksonville uh, this week, and it's kind of fun. Don't you think it's fun sometimes to watch? football without having to watch the Jags. <laughs>
3: I had to stress about it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know if it's stress. It's just a different experience. Like, I love watching the Jags, even though they haven't been very good. I love game days. I yeah. I think it's, there's nothing like it. So I don't want you to interpret that like, wouldn't it be better not to have the Jags here?
3: No. No, for sure.
1: It's just a different thing like we experienced it when they played on thursday night football correct you know when you have that sunday it's a little bit different of a feel where you do pay attention to your fantasy football lineup your picks more at least me like i'm usually working on sunday so i don't pay attention to any of that stuff until later at night when i kind of say okay how did I do
3: well yeah and then like when you're in the press box and maybe you're watching nfl red zone so yeah you i mean you are still watching the jaguars game and following that but you're also watching nfl red zone yeah uh, you definitely Andrew, are laptop. Yeah, but but I go back and rewatch the Jaguars plays too, right? And I include you on haters. there's a happy. So so don't say I'm not doing and, my part. And we appreciate that. You're Can't
0: relate. I watch Red Zone at home. Mm.
3: Yeah, I remember Kuz had a had i a couple
0: years ago. Yeah, I've heard. I there. do
1: not watch. Um, well, again, because of the nature of the business stuff, I I don't really watch a Red Zone that much.
3: You're missing out. I know. I'm not saying it's bad. I just... I mean, I told you, when we did the Super Bowl party, or not the party, but the, the uh, what do you call it? Media night? or not? You know, like when it's like everyone comes in the circle and it's like, oh, here's the teams. What, what do you call that? When the teams get announced, you got to interview them? Oh, oh for the, uh, the Super Bowl, uh, what like is it called? called? Opening night now. Oh. But it's media day. Okay, media day. Yeah, the guy from NFL Red Zone. I told you. That's oh, like yeah. when I got starstruck. Yeah, Only yeah. guy there. That's <laughs> yeah, like, Hanson, right? R- r- yeah, Rihanna could have been walking out. <laughs> hey, we'll see you later. <laughs> Is that Hanson? Dude. Uh, 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 Scott Hanson. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Scott Hanson, man. But uh, does Siciliano do a little bit of it, too, or is it oh, just Hanson? It's the Scott Hanson show. We've reached the witching hour. That's what he says. All- you don't oh, watch Red he? Zone. You don't get I it, don't, man. man. I don't.
1: I mean, I know Hans- Scott Hanson. I think More he's played ridiculous. in, like, Tebow's tournament. I
3: think he comes okay. uh, and plays in that. Uh, I'm definitely. Next time I see, him, I'm gonna have him record a voicemail. Like you've reached Austin Lane's phone, and he's in the witching hour, something like that. But what's more ridiculous? Not watching Red Zone, not watching Ted Lasso.
0: Uh, Red Zone, for Thank sure. Thank you very much. I'm I'm working. Working. I win. And just to confirm, I, I do watch Red Zone at the house, not in the press box. I just want to <laughs> double down on that. Some
3: people have to work for a living. Man. I remember when Kuz was in there too. We're you naggles?
1: Yeah,
0: I've found. heard.
3: We'll be
1: back. Action Sports Jackson, on ESPN 690. That's why you're not allowed in there anymore. <laughs>